Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a new week of Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Monday co-host and the co-host of Locked On Ohio State and the Buckeyes over at Locked On Buckeyes. I don't know why I messed up the name of your show there, Jay. It's Jay Stevens here with us on every single Monday here to preview the Ohio State football team on the program today. Jay, this team we've talked about plenty in our position previews as the team that really it's just better than everybody else in a whole lot of different spots. And we'll get into all of that here on the show. But first, how are you doing on this Monday? As we get into what is now a couple of weeks away from the season, it's a little bit different. The mindset of an Ohio State fan going into a season compared to everybody else in the conference. What is it that you guys think about if it's not being able to beat everybody else? You already know you can beat. do that. Just got to do it. You just got to beat everybody else on the schedule. I mean, not to try to sound cliche or to be the guy that's just being the Ohio State guy that hosts the show, but I'm being honest. Ohio State has more talent than everybody else in the Big Ten. They have more talent than everybody else on the schedule. You just have to go out and prove and show that they are the best team in the conference, one of the best teams in the country. You see different preseason polls, the AP polls comes out. Actually, today at 12 noon, I believe, Coach's right. Paul came out recently – um, different organiz- different publications, Sporting News, The Athletic may have theirs come out, uh, ESPN Power Rankings. Everybody has a list that's going to come out ranking teams. To me, those mean absolutely nothing. But one thing you can hold weight to is that all these voters, they know that Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country. Do those polls mean anything at the at when the season starts, at the end of the season? Absolutely not. But pe- many people know Ohio State is one of the top five, many say top three teams in the country. And the talent on the on the roster shows that they can be. They just have to go out and prove it. Well, we promise it's not going to be just a half hour of us talking about how Ohio State's better than everybody else in all sorts <laughs> of different ways. And part of the reason why Ohio State is not better than everybody else, at least on that national stage. You talk about like those top teams, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, maybe you can throw in there over the last three, four years. In recent memory, that's really the squad. And in the coaches' poll, that's how it turns out. But the reason why everything gets shuffled around is because things change a little bit year to year. And the reason why Ohio State's probably at the bottom of that group right now, at least in the coaches' poll, and we'll see about the media poll we're talking here on Sunday night, is because of that quarterback position, Jay. There's just uncertainty there. Plenty of options, but just nothing proven yet. It's one of the positions where you could argue Ohio State does not have the advantage over everyone else in the Big Ten, which is not what Buckeyes fans are used to. So where do you feel like everybody's at just as far as the state of the position right now? And how safe do you feel like C.J. Stroud is, at least, in where he stands? Just because his, his name's the one that's been talked about more than anybody else as at least to start off the season being under center. A couple, let me see, 
couple days ago, maybe Thursday now, Wednesday or Thursday of last week, there was a scrimmage at practice. The media was not available, to, was not was not allowed to watch the practice. But as you know, uh, the writers and everybody inside, they had their sources, people they talked to. And numerous people from a guy at BuckeyeScoop.com, a guy at Bucknuts.com, a 24-7 sports site, they have gotten the same answer that, it looks like C.J. Stroud will be QB1, that he has a starting job at Ohio State. This is a situation that's almost as similar as what Ryan Day did when Justin Fields took over as starting quarterback in 2019, but not as similar. It's very similar, very a lot of similarities, but there's a difference between this gentleman and Justin Fields. Justin Fields was a redshirt freshman that year. He played at Georgia, had a couple games, wasn't the guy that Georgia wanted to give the starting reins to, so they gave it, they kept it with Jake Fromm. Makes sense. Jake Fromm almost won a national championship. He had kept the, the ship afloat, had been very, very successful. Not the best as far as overall quarterback, but he did a lot of good, a lot of success, a lot of winning there for the Georgia Bulldogs down there in Athens. So Justin Fields comes to Ohio State. Ryan Day, first year, first year as a head coach, has to get a quarterback in that's a new system to him. So he has to erase the old system, put a new system in, and we saw what Justin Fields did at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud only knows Ohio State as a quarterback, only knows the system. C.J. Stroud, yes, people will say he's never thrown a pass in college football. I am really tired of hearing that. But many of you listening have heard that throughout the entire offseason. One thing to C.J. Stroud's advantage, he does not have to worry about another coach from another system in his year, doesn't have to worry about another head coach from another system in his year. It's been Corey Dennis, QB coach, Kevin Wilson, Kevin Wilson, OC, and then Ryan Day, head coach, the entire time. I think that gives him an advantage over somebody that may have transferred in because you would have had to erase the old system to put in the new system, and sometimes things get clogged in transition, and it's not the best when it comes to the best play on the field. Well, you alluded to transfers and things of the nature just a second ago, Jay. I guess that's the next question. You've hyped up C.J. Stroud a lot in the last couple of minutes. How secure is he even in this QB1 spot? There's a whole lot of other guys who would love to have it. I think it's secure. I believe it's very secure. Um, the next guy on the list to me to be, to be his backup will be Kyle McCord, a true freshman quarterback from Pennsylvania, PA. Teammate, former high school teammate, current teammate of uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. We may hit him here in a second. So he has his teammate with him. I think Kyle McCord is going to be your backup to me. He has the best arm at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, the most athletic quarterback at Ohio State. There may be a guy that transfers out. I do expect if there is a guy that transfers, it's Jack Miller the third, a redshirt freshman, came at the same time as C.J. Stroud. Very, very good, very talented quarterback. Not diminishing how good he is, but there's only one ball, only one spot, only one starting quarterback, and it seems like it's this current trend of college football. Miller might be the guy to leave. I'm not a fan of the transfer portal. I'm not even a fan of college players being able to transfer and get the one-year eligibility automatically for certain reasons uh, for, for that reason. But I think Miller the third might be the guy to transfer out. He'll still probably be at a Power 5 school. He'll probably be very su successful wherever he goes. It's just sequence of events to order. It just seems like he's going to be the odd man out right now. It's certainly a crowded quarterback room at the moment. Uh, I guess big picture, Jay, there's really the two camps here. There's the camp that believes that C.J. Stroud, even if he isn't the guy, whoever's going to be there for Ohio State is just going to be part of the factory and that the pieces around him are going to be good enough to succeed. Then there's that other side that 
thinks a little bit more big picture and says, well, maybe that's all true, but if there's one slip up, we're talking about a team that's trying to win a national championship here. And that one mistake can cost you the season. Where are you at as far as just confidence level in the position as a whole, and at least in the way that you're talking in CJ Stroud? Because it seems like in your book, at least, this is his job for good. I'm very confident because of Ryan Day. I'm very confident because of Kevin Wilson. Corey Dennis is the odd man out of this conversation because he's really the new guy at this position. Wilson has had a success in numerous spots. Ryan Day has had success at Ohio State and in the NFL. So that's why I'm relying on those two right now. I'm not saying that CJ Stroud is going to have a leash where if Ohio State loses a game, he's benched. I do not want to go back to the 2015 season where Ohio State played both JT Barrett and Cardo Jones. Never had one guy get comfortable at the starting role. You took one guy out, put another guy in series by series or played a few, and it really was a hot mess that 2015 season. I am also a guy. Notice I did not mention Quinn Ewers, the true freshman, reclassified. He is at Ohio State, confirmed. He was there, I believe, Sunday was a day. He, he is enrolled at Ohio State. He is with the team. I am not a guy that says Quinn Ewers comes in and starts right away. He plays this year. I am not. I would not be shocked if he didn't, if he didn't get a snap. Would not be at all. I, I think this should be his redshirt year, to, to be honest with you. You're coming in right now. You're supposed to be a senior in high school. Your body is not ready for college football. Your mind has no idea about the taxing. It's going to go through being a college student. So I don't think Quinn Ewers is going to be the guy. I think that C.J. Stroud, back to the original question, the leash is going to be there. you got to give the guy some confidence. you got to trust him. And I think Ryan Day is going to ride with this guy. Now, if he starts if he starts like 0-4, we're going to reconvene and discuss things very, very quickly to say, well, should he continue to play and go 0-5? Probably not. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, Quinn Ewers, the whole, that whole situation, he reclassified. Very dicey, interesting move. But he's at Ohio State now. He's going to get a rude awakening that being at Ohio State is not like being in high school like he has been previously for the past three years. Well, I wouldn't put my money on an 0-4 Buckeyes start no. either, Jay. After we come back here, we've got plenty to talk about because, as you mentioned and I've mentioned too, whether it's C.J. Stroud or whoever it is under center for Ohio State, Quinn Ewers, which I don't think is too likely either. Whoever it is has a whole lot of stuff to work with. Wide receivers, running backs, a former quarterback as the mind of the team. We're going to talk about all of that, the rest of the offense, and of course the defensive side of the ball for the Buckeyes too as we preview Ohio State here on Locked On Big Ten. We got a new sponsor to tell you about, and it's Sweatblock. Now, Sweatblock has, if you don't know, some of the best products out there to just making sure that you're not sweating too much. It's the summer months, and it's the dog days of summer now in August, but Sweatblock has you covered. If you have that one shirt that you tried on at the store, it fit perfectly, you looked great, perfect shirt for you, but then you go out in that hot weather for the first time in it, and it just absolutely gets drenched in sweat. Some people sweat a lot, but some clothes just aren't meant to take any sort of sweat really it seems so if you end up having one of those shirts that just you seem to sweat through every time or if you do just seem to sweat more than normal people you can try out the sweat block wipes to see if it will work for you and if it doesn't they'll get your money back these things are up to seven days effective on your underarms with one set of wipes just wipe them on your arms real nice and easy to do and you're protected good to go for up to a week and again if it doesn't keep your underarms dry, they will refund you your money. And you can save money, too, 
by using our promo code at the site. Go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on for 20% off your order. That's 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on. That's locked on the promo code. Go try them out. You're going to come back for more. This stuff really, really does work. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Monday co-host and the host of Locked On Buckeyes, Jay Stevens, no one better to discuss the Ohio State Buckeye football season than him as we talk about every team in the Big Ten leading up to the kickoff of the season. Jay, we've talked about the quarterback position already, gotten that one out of the way. So now let's get into everyone else who's going to be out there on offense because as we mentioned, C.J. Stroud getting under center here for the Buckeyes is going to have an adjustment period, but he's going to have a whole lot of really, really helpful pieces around him to help get adjusted too. He's got a head coach who is a quarterback. He's got the best wide receiver in the Big Ten and possibly the best unit in the entire country. Running backs are really talented. Offensive lines really talented. So I'll ask you, where do you want to start here? Because it just feels like you could go anywhere as far as talking about the rest of this offense. So I'm going to go to the skill positions first. Nobody want to start up front with the beefier players because without the good old line, you can't do anything. Let's start with the guys that are behind him. You're going to get a, a couple variations. Well, I'll say a couple variations. You want to get a few guys that are running the ball. They're going to, going to help C.J. Stroud not just protect him, but also be um, running backs that are very, very good, potentially, potentially, not saying yes, potentially one of the leaders or uh, top three as far as rushing yards in the in the conference, it all depends on how often the ball is given to them and how many guys Tony Alford uses in that backfield. At, at this point in time, it seems like Mayan Williams, 5'8", five, five, 225, 230-pound running back, a, a sophomore this year, seems like he's going to get the starting nod. Third-year running back, Master Teague, seems like he's going to be in the backup role. But get familiar with a couple names, Matt uh, Marcus Crawley, who had an injury a couple years ago, recovered from that last year. Then also Travion Henderson, uh, true freshman running back. It seems like he is turning heads in fall camp, and it surely seems like he may be somebody that is in that rotation. I mentioned four running backs. My personal preference, you play two, maybe three. But when you got four and Tony Alford knows how to keep his guys fresh, I would think that he would use all four of them at some point. Probably going to a two-headed monster towards game four or game five during the season. Well, and who are the odd, odd, odd men out then? Evan Pryor. Evan Pryor will be the odd man out there. Is actually so there was six running backs at the beginning of the offseason. One of them transferred and well, not transferred, um, transitioned to a full-time linebacker spot where he also played in high school. So now there's five running backs. Evan Pryor, true freshman running back, would be the odd man out. Well, we talked about how just because of how good Ohio State is, there's two first-team All-Big Ten running backs returning on the other side of this conference. There's really, really good talent over on the East as well coming back, and you could easily argue that Ohio State still has the most talented running back room in all of the Big Ten right now. I don't think there's any argument that Ohio State's wide receivers are the best in the conference at the moment. Chris Olave is all Big Ten and coming back to help out this new quarterback. Alongside him, some really good pass catchers as well. And obviously, everyone who comes to this team is going to have skill at those skill positions. 
just brag a little bit about the receiving court, Jay, because we've talked plenty about how good these guys are already. People who listen already know. I don't like to brag, but you gave me the freedom to do so, so I will. <laughs> it's amazing what Brian Hartline has done at Ohio State, not just with the technician as he's been as a coach at the wide receiver position, but also how he's been so good on the recruiting trail and getting so many guys. That could go anywhere. To come to Columbus, Ohio, in the Midwest, nor you're gonna you're gonna play a couple cold games a year to say, look, Ohio State, one of the best in the country, one of the best teams in the country, one of the biggest brands in the country. You got right, you got Ryan Day, you got Brian Hartline, former NFL wide receiver himself, and he just keeps churning out talent after talent after talent. As good as Chris Olave is, there's a good chance that Garrett Garrett Wilson, the other wide receiver, is better. Jackson Smith and Jigba. We all remember that one-handed catch he made in the back of the end zone week one against Nebraska. Really didn't do much later in the year. He's probably going to be in the slot. A name to remember. There's a couple true freshmen, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Egbuka that'll be in the rotation. Remember the name Julian Fleming? He seems to be the guy that's kind of being forgotten right now. He's been been there for uh, been there at least a year, maybe two years. Forget exactly how, how long he's been at Columbus. But I do believe coming off the bench in that backup receiver role, he will be somebody that will allow Olave and Wilson to be as fresh as they can. Emeka Ekbuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., son of Marvin Harrison, they'll get their catches. But I do think Julian Fleming will wow a lot of people this year. And again, Jay, those guys, just people already with talent. We mentioned it in our running backs preview. Master Teague, 514 yards rushing as a backup last season and obviously Chris Olave was outstanding as well at 729 receiving yards and seven touchdowns there too again just one more time on the offense before we switch over to the other side of the football how much is all of this going to help out right at the beginning when maybe that adjustment period for Stroud might be most needed when you have again two really challenging games in a Minnesota and Oregon to play at the start of that season. Not really much of a warm-up. No, it's not. I'm glad you mentioned this, uh, the way to help C.J. Stroud, because Ohio State was tinkering around and possibly playing a very, very, very beefy lineup on the offensive line. And I think this is this unit of five players, whoever the collection is, is the best way to assist and to help a new quarterback. Ohio State might play this lineup. 6'5", 315-pound, Nicholas petit Freire at left tackle. There, Mumford, 6'6", 320 at left guard. Harry Miller, 6'4", 315 at center. Paris Johnson Jr., 6'6", 315 right guard. Dewan Jones, 6'8", 360, might be 370 at right tackle. The guys, other than Miller, there are four guys that are normally tackles, but Ohio State has so much talent, they're trying to put the best five guys on the field, and they might put four tackles, four, two of them moving inside, one guy in Petit Frere going from the opposite side of the field. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be crazy to think about this much beef, this much mass moving people on a consistent basis. Those guys together, I believe, is the best way to assist a young quarterback in C.J. Stroud. It might be 360, might be 370, as if at that point it matters. You, you saw the smile come across <laughs> my face if you're watching. I love listing off offensive line height and weights as if you're bragging about how huge these guys are and everything. We'll talk about the defensive line, all the other defensive players for the Buckeyes, too, as while the offense was one of the best in the country last season, that defense did give up some points at times. Sometimes it was just because the offense was getting off the field so quick and the defense didn't have time to catch up, but... We'll talk to Jay about all of that in just a second as we wrap up here on Locked On Big Ten. 
If you've been listening to the show, then you already know about Bet Online and all that it has to offer. You may have already gone over to the website and checked it out. Been a little bit intrigued, probably, by all of the different lines that they have out there. Really, just how nice it is to look at everything. They got a nice setup on the site. And of course, they've got information out there that you're not going to be able to find anywhere else, too. If you haven't gone out yet, I suggest that you go to the browser and check out betonline.ag. At least see what they have to offer because it really is everything that you could need as far as your sports betting goes. They've got the lines. They've got the stories to make sure that you're educated before you put that money on the games. They've got, of course, great deals going on all the time, including one with us right now. If you go to betonline.ag and enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get 50% off your order. 50 per, I'm sorry, 50% added on top of your first deposit. I, I'm mixing up all sorts of stuff going on here. But if you go to betonline.ag right now, make a deposit after you end up making your account and add in that promo code locked on, they'll add 50% onto whatever your deposit is. That's what I meant to say. So whatever you put in, 50% of it just thrown right on top for free. Thanks to the people over at betonline.ag. It's a really great deal that you want to at least check out and see if it's something you're going to like because if you're a sports better i promise you're going to like betonline.ag hey nate dickinson here with locked on big 10 here to tell you a little bit more about built bar helping you get the show here today built bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs they have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than five net grams of carbs and five grams of sugars as well it's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler but great flavor too built bar has 100 percent chocolate in every single bar and these things taste outstanding People are loving the new grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the mint brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today. And we thank you, Built Bar. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. We're wrapping things up here on a Monday with Jay Stevens of our Locked On Buckeyes podcast. As always, be sure to subscribe to his show. If you're a Buckeyes fan, you can get everything you need to know about Ohio State every single weekday over at his show. Here on Locked On Big Ten, though, we're previewing this season's Ohio State team. And we're going into defense now, Jay. A unit which I mentioned just kind of going into our break. It gave up some points last season. Here, I'll pull up real quick, actually, the uh, schedule of results here. Uh, 35 points to Indiana. More than 25 to Penn State and Rutgers. And obviously, Clemson's a team that you, if you can hold the 28, you're actually kind of pretty impressed by. But then you give up a lot of points to Alabama, too. But I also brought up that, really, the offense is just really good as well that last season. And scored a lot of points that put the defense out there. Where are you at with where this defense is at with what happened last season and with what's leaving this season and just, I guess, I'm trying to poke a hole somewhere. Is there one? Oh, there is. There is a hole. I think Ohio State's defense is finally coming up to the times. It's 2021. Offenses have been changing from the traditional, you go back ways, two running backs, two tight ends, to two running backs, one tight end, two one running back, and then three wide receivers. You might have one running back, two tight ends, depending on your set. 
Right now, it's a lot of three three wide receivers, four wide receiver sets at the beginning of the game. Ohio State was stubborn and wanted to stick in their 4-3 base defense, four down linemen, three linebackers, four DBs. Very hard to combat. Your outside linebackers cannot guard the slot, and a lot of your outside linebackers cannot guard today's tight ends. So you're really behind the eight ball and trying to figure things out. Luckily, Ohio State has been so talented that sticking in their base defense, it's been has been the worst thing for them because they do not go to the traditional two high safety look. They're still going to have a single high safety with the third DB being a slot corner. So they're still able to do that, but the speed on the field at linebacker hasn't always been there. We saw Tough Borland get really get embarrassed, which wasn't truly all his fault. But Tough Borland did have to chase Devonta Smith on a pass. And, well, you saw what happened there. Devonta Smith went to the house. So Ohio State moving from a 4-3 base defense to a base defense of a 4-2-5. Four down, four down linemen, two linebackers, one hybrid linebacker, a safety, a safety linebacker hybrid position called the bullet. You're still going to have four true defensive backs. I think that transition is going to aid them to be the best team they can beat. Mm-hmm. Who's the leader on this defense right now? If Just for the people who aren't in the Ohio State community, who takes over in that role? I think the leader of the defense is Zach Harrison, uh, defensive end. I, I, he hasn't played – he hasn't lived up to the hype coming out of high school, which it hasn't doesn't mean he hasn't played good. But there's hype when you're a former five-star defensive end recruit. There's hype there. And as I'm a person that, that truly believes that – the five stars only mean so much. Once you're on the field, forget the five stars They don't, or the four stars or all the stars. They mean nothing. Zach Harrison's played good. I think we're going to see a better play out of Zach Harrison. I think his leadership as being one of the focal points and one of the former uh, starters on this team will be very, very vital for this team to be successful this year. Zach Harrison gets that nod as a leader, the leader of the defense. Can this secondary stack up on that national stage the way it has needed to before jay just because we talked before this isn't a team that thinks about how it compares to the rest of the big 10 it thinks about how it compares to the rest of the country so i'm going to go back to the front of the defense to go back to the back of the defense because the secondary cannot be as good as they can without a good pass rush up front haskell garrett comes back um three tech defensive tackle uh shading the guard so i'm not trying to get too nerdy with three technique stuff there but I think Haskell Garrett's going to be phenomenal as far as disrupting the pass rush and getting the pocket to be a little altered, a little altered, way more altered than what the quarterback would want it to be. Tyreek Smith, very, 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 very solid piece, potentially a day two pick, second or third round pick in the NFL draft next year, along with Zach Harrison, who some say he could be a first round pick, maybe early second round pick next year. Those three, along with Teron Vincent, Antoine Jackson, whoever starts at the nose tackle position, they could be very, very vital to helping guys like Seven Banks, Josh Proctor, Lathan Ransom, Cam Brown, Ryan Watts, Marcus Williamson, all these guys that are going to be playing back in the secondary, they can do their job if the guys up front do theirs. Well, Jay Stevens, host of the Locked On Buckeyes podcast every single weekday. Jay, you're here with us to talk Buckeyes, so I guess I'll let you just go open book here as we finish up. What are the things, I guess, outside of quarterback? Because we've talked a lot about what quarterback means for this team this season and just what is there and what it'll end up looking like. But outside of that position under center, what do you think is the make or break for this team 
as far as just getting through the Big Ten without any of the slip-ups that Ohio State is trying to avoid. So I want to stick with the defense. Some say, Jay, you're, we're going to go to offense. No, not this time. Ohio State, like I mentioned, is changing their base defense from a 4-3 to a 4-2-5. They'll occasionally go back to a 4-3 as it, teams teams call for that because there are teams that still in, in the Big Ten that still use heavy sets where 4-3 is needed. But Ohio State changing their defense and having no returning linebackers starters at all. First guy off the bench in Josh and Justin Hilliard, almost said Josh and Justin Hilliard is now in the NFL as well. So that's four linebackers, three were starters that were now and that are now in the NFL. Taraj Mitchell, Dallas, I believe Dallas Gans will be a starting middle linebacker. Cody Simon, Kavon Pope, whichever one there is on the weak side linebacker position. Those are big shoes to fill. And you're being asked to do uh, have a big task. One, you're changing your base defense. You're learning a new system. You're learning new positioning. And then two, you're also being asked to fill some pretty big shoes. The safeties got the deep. The DBs got a, a bad rap last year. The D line played phenomenal. Linebackers played very very solid. But I also believe this year the linebackers. That's the one. Con- that, if I have one concern about this team. It's the linebackers. I have more concerns about the linebackers position than I do about quarterback. If that lets you know how good the quarterback position is and how many questions I have about whoever starts at linebacker. Well, Jay Stevens here today, making sure that we know everything we need to know about the Ohio State Buckeyes football team going into 2021. If you want to stay up to date on everything Buckeyes, you, of course, subscribe to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's every single weekday on any team, conference, sport, whatever you need, as always. Jay, thanks for joining us here on a Monday. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Yes, sir. I'll be here. Looking forward to it, Nate. Until tomorrow when Kevin McGuire is back with what will, I imagine, be a Penn State Nittany Lions preview. I'm Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten.